Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James, Marco, and Nabil, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast number 19. So today, we're going to be going over what we've been watching. Nabil and Marco will be doing their mini reviews of the quote-unquote Oscar bowling loser oh, movies, fun. I guess. Uh, followed by our review of the new movie, Tomb Raider, which is based on the 2013 uh, video game reboot. All right, so let's get to it. Marco, what have you been watching? I watched the Star Wars Rebels series finale. Oh, and days. I got to tell you, it was fucking incredible. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. Uh, and for for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, Star Wars Rebels is uh, basically a Disney animated show. Um, it's set between episodes three and four in the Star Wars franchise, and it's basically about a uh, brave ragtag starship crew that stands up against the Empire and tries to uh, join the Rebellion and be part of the fight against the evil Galactic Empire. Um, but it was created by Dave Filoni, who was one of the executive producers to the previous Star Wars animated show. Star Wars The Clone Wars, and this one, uh, Rebels, stars Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan Jarrus, Taylor Gray as Ezra Bridger, Vanessa Marshall as Hera Syndulla, Taya Sarkar as Sabine Wren, and Steve Bloom as uh, Zeb Aurelius. And I'm not going to go into the whole show. I'm just going to tell you what I thought about this, these final three episodes. Uh, they, it's some of the best Star Wars writing that I have ever seen. <clears throat> And some of the best cinematography in a Star Wars animated feature. And I know there's only been like a handful of, if you include the old 70s stuff that they did. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's basically shot like a movie, which is great. And you can tell that they went all in in these last few episodes because they knew they were ending it. The performances were amazing. Um, man, even though these characters are animated... You you really feel for them. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was incredible as Kanan Jarrus. Uh, I I know he's been out of uh, the game for a while in Hollywood, but I'm glad that they got him for this show. Yeah, I think he did really well. I was a little skeptical at first, but hearing him, you know, kind perform of a, embodies that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really he really owns it. Uh, Taylor Gray, uh, his character as a Bridger, has really grown over the last four seasons. This this is only a four season show, but man. What what a team that they've got together in order to create the show. And I know The Last Jedi gets a lot of credit for sort of breaking the chains and uh, sort of deconstructing Star Wars. But I feel that this show has done it before and has done it in a way that makes it still feel like Star Wars. 
it's just something that I feel that any Star Wars fan needs to watch. Like, I think it. Went, I think it really did good with um, expanding on the characters, kind of like backstory. Yeah. Um, something the Clone Wars. You know, you already had the characters, and then the most interesting character of all was Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Right. And she kind of translates pretty well in here, but all the other characters because they were all new. Spoilers, but I'm well, just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Shit. But, uh, I guess if you haven't seen it, then it's different. Well, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, yeah, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, the 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 characters are all like are new, and because of that, they had a lot more freedom to kind of build their backstory and borrow a lot of elements from different things in the Star Wars universe. And I think that really made it much more compelling too, because you got to think it's what. Uh, in that 19 year ish span, I'm not sure exactly how from the end. So it's of- about five, three to five years before uh, A New Hope. Right. Okay. So that's not a lot of time to build, you know, four seasons worth of story arc. Yeah. But I think they did a lot of good work in there. And, and I think what helps is that it, it, it was a much smaller scale story. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to Clone Wars, which uh, went all over the place. For the most part, Rebels only had a few locations. Lothal was the biggest one. And then they go to some spots and. Um, I felt like that helped this one out a lot more. Yeah. It felt a lot more like cleaner, yeah. tidier with character development too. And I think that's why, especially coming full circle from season one back to season four, um, it, it's a better payoff too because you're so used to that location and it's more familiar. I think that's something they did really well too. It, it makes the stakes higher too because you're more invested into this location and the characters and what uh, these certain locations mean to them. Uh, and it's it's an area that hasn't really been explored in like the the Star Wars universe, which makes it great. And their explanation as to what the big focus of uh, the planet Lothal, the main setting, what the big uh, um, draw to it is. And I like how they explain that. Uh, going back to the the finale, though, I I love the way that Dave Filoni handled it because there was a lot of speculation, and I think they did a a good job at um, pretty much n- not giving us the expected ending that we wanted, but giving us something that we deserved. And if you watch the entire series and uh, get through it, I think you'll appreciate the ending that this show got and deserved it was it's just something up there something that i hold really dear to my heart and i'm gonna buy the collection when it comes out on blu-ray i don't even own all the clone wars because they had it on netflix and i was like i can just watch it there but they're gonna get rid of it but this is one that i'll definitely buy and we'll probably watch it over and over and over again it's a nice cap off too especially if you were a clone wars fan since they never truly got to end that show yeah on their own terms um it's a continuation of a lot of the characters from there, so payoff's really good. Yeah, it's uh, on Disney XD, but I heard, and I can't verify this, but if you download the Disney Now app, you can watch, uh, I believe, the first few seasons on that app for free. Uh, don't quote me on that. Again, this is from a friend that told me this, so um, you can definitely check that out and see if it's true, and if not, then... Um, Wait for that new Disney streaming service (laughs) or buy them on uh, Blu-ray. The other thing I've been watching is something that we've already reviewed on the pod, but I felt deserved another view, and that is Spider-Man Homecoming. I know for most of you that have uh, stuck with us since the very beginning, you will know that this was our very first official review. So I'm not going to go over the entire movie. You guys can rewind backwards and check out that episode. 
Uh, but Episode one, by the way. Yeah. Numero which uno. we apologize. We only had one mic at the time. So audio quality, not the best. But guess what? The content's great. Yeah, you can see how much we've evolved. How, yeah, how, how much definitely. it means to us to bring this content to you guys. Um, but uh, it stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony, Tony Stark, Iron Man. You know, if you've seen the trailer, you know that I'm talking about. But uh, I got to tell you, it's worth a second view and even a third view. This movie still um, holds true, and, and I feel that it's a, a very compelling story for Spider-Man. The performances are still great. The, the storyline is solid. Um, I, I remember something that James had told me a while ago and how good of a villain that, uh, the vulture is and Michael Keaton's performance of the vulture and with with any really good story, the villain really does help the story and really makes everything stand out more. And I feel like this is one movie that I look over in the Marvel cinematic universe because I always associate it with Sony, but again, (laughs) It's it's so good to see like Spider-Man challenged by a villain other than Doc Ock. If you've yeah. seen or the, the Goblin, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or the Green Goblin, yeah. But um, and it's such an obscure character that not many people have heard of too. The Vulture, unless you grew up with comics or watched the animated show in the nineties. Yeah, I'm old, I know. Um, but it, it's it's a great kind of reintroduction to Spider-Man. If you still haven't checked it out, see it again. Um, but that's pretty much all I've been watching this week. Not not a whole lot. It's, been, it's I'll, been a bit of a lull, I see. Yeah, but still good choices. I, I have a, I have some other stuff I need to to catch up on that I'll fill you guys in on the on the next episode. I'm, I'm just gonna wait till I finish them up. So, Very but nice. yeah. But uh, what about you, James? What have you been watching? So I have watched a couple films, quite a few actually. But I'm gonna pick two of them. So I saw Love Simon, the new gay romantic teen drama nice directed by greg berlanti who did uh 2010's life as we know it with uh who which also starred josh duhamel by the way he's in this movie as well um and katherine heigl that one oh i knew no i was like, <laughs> I was like no as soon as i trigger it <laughs> uh so this movie is one of the it's the actually this is the first major motion picture that has a gay teenager gay protagonist as a lead and a big budget film in the lead mm-hmm. outside of indie films because we already as we know from all the indie films we've seen there's plenty yeah. like this but right this is more in the kind of reins of like a john hughes kind of film you know what i mean yeah. like a 16 candles breakfast club kind of vibe yeah it's like more um, mainstream too yeah it is pretty damn good actually guys i saw it last night so it's about a guy named simon played by nick robinson who was in um jurassic world he was the older brother yeah oh that is him Mm -hmm. so he is if you've seen the trailers he's a normal everyday kid and teenager senior in high school and he has a you know his one secret is he's gay and he just hasn't told anybody he keeps it a secret he wants his he doesn't want to quote unquote make his life feel any different or change how his friends react to him and he doesn't know exactly how to proceed with it um so one day at school though somebody posts on like a school board that uh, like an anonymous post that they're gay as well and he kind of the guy's name is blue like his username but he begins like a kind of a pen pal kind of thing with them or emailing back and forth kind of learning about each other and he 
it, the movie's about him trying to find out who Blue is and also about his insecurities as a teenager and coming out. And um, it's actually really well done. It's predictable near the end, I'll say. Some of it does get a little bit heavy-handed, but it's still a really good movie. I really liked it. Uh, it has some pretty funny moments. Um, I can't obviously relate with it because I, the subject matter itself, I'm you know I'm a straight male, but even coming from that perspective, I can appreciate the story. I really enjoyed it overall. So it's if you like coming of age tales that are a little bit different, has a great mix of kind of that 80s vibe, like I said, from those kind of teenage comedy dramas back then. I really liked it. It seems and it seemed pretty good. I liked the trailer. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a little like heavy handed, like you said, and that's probably one of like the only like reservations that I had with it. But aside from that, it, I'd want to check it out. Was it was it more comedy than you expected? Because the trailer to me looked like it was no. a little funnier. No, <laughs> so it, it was pretty sad. Pretty, the scenes where he's like talking to his parents. So like like I said, J- Josh Duhamel is his dad, and then. Uh, Jennifer Garner's his mom are like very touching. All right. So it's one of those scenes where it's um, it's like a tearjerker. It's like a comedy drama. Comedy, like I said, it's still more of like a teenage kind of film. Yeah. Like coming, it's like a coming of age tale with a twist that he's gay. Yeah. Right on. But I highly recommend it. It's really well done. Uh, especially the main character Simon with his friends. Like, they're very believable. Like, they actually seem like they're friends. And by the end of the film, you actually care for them. It's like, man, I hope this guy finds who the fuck Blue is. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. You know, and it's still playing in theaters right now, right? Yeah, it literally just came out on Friday. Cool. So Very nice. Uh, then, about a week ago, I want to say, I watched Titanic, which was <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Guys, I'm going to say right now. <laughs> James wanted to torture himself. So. No. This movie's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's an, that's why it was oh, uh, a top-grossing film for the longest time. I haven't time. seen this movie since I was like eight. So oh, wow. it's been like 21 years. No, I was referring to the ending of the movie. So that's why. Oh, that's no, no, no. You want no. to torture yourself. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I started this movie at like 9.15 at night thinking, I'll watch like an hour. Because, dude, it's been on my shelf for like four years. Like, I've had the Blu-ray forever, but I'm always like, uh, it's like a three-hour and 20-minute-long yeah, movie. It's, a, it's an epic. And on top of that, I'm like, do I really want to be depressed for the rest of the day? It's fucking depressing. <laughs> it's fun, though. No, and then rewatching it, dude, I sat through that whole three hours, three and a half hours. I got done at, like, one in the morning. And I, and I, like I said, I sat through that fucking Celine Dion song. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no. Did you look up the music video afterward and said, I just need to see this again? He no. was freaking curled up in bed, just freaking bawling his eyes out. Now, song. when they hit that song at the end with the credits roll, you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to turn it off yet. I'm going to finish no, his goddamn credits. <laughs> like, I deserve this. Um, per- great performance by Leonardo DiCaprio. Kate Winslet. Uh, Billy Zane's in it, too. He's the bad guy, in a way. Zane. He plays Cal Huckley, which in is... In a way. Technically, he's uh, Rose's uh heir, Right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's her husband, but then beautiful fucking leonardo dicaprio's poor ass rolls up and he's like hey <laughs> let me draw you or some shit no he saves her off the back of the boat yeah, regardless i don't need to tell you everyone in their fucking mom has seen titanic but i mean james cameron did a fantastic job with the hd remaster that i watched a couple scenes are fixed uh for instance there's a scene where kate winslet looked up in the stars originally and that constellation was incorrect so he cleaned uh, that Neil Grass Dyson, Neil deGrasse Dyson told him this. <laughs> so James Cameron fixed it. So he actually put the correct constellation of stars that she would have seen when she's in the water at the end. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, and they changed a couple little things with the uh, 
King of the World scene. Right. And also where he brings Kate up to the, uh, or Rose up to the front of the ship. They change the sky a little so bit. So it doesn't look like a matte painting in the It back. looks way good now. Yeah. Because this, yeah. this was part of the 3D conversion. This is a 3D Blu-ray. Right. So he went back and fixed a couple things, but for the most part, it actually holds itself pretty well for a movie that came out 21 years ago. Uh, yeah, because they were, um, I was going to tell you this, they were showing it on TV mm-hmm. over the weekend. And I was like flipping channels and I saw it and I was like, God, this movie's dated. How did James survive this? No, if you watch the version I watched, I don't know. Plus my TV uploads to 4K, so I don't know. It looks nah, good. I don't know if it's dated. That story is still pretty good. I mean, they're all No, young, I meant the visual effects. But, not, oh, not well, the, the effects not, are, Even yeah. the visual effects, I'm saying, looks pretty good. No, I, I believe you. That's why. That's why I was saying the, the TV version, obviously, oh, they're yeah. not going to pay for no. if you're the updated version. Like, Welcome TNT to or something like that. Yeah, yeah. TBS. You're not going to get that good quality. Plus, the, yeah. And, man, just watching it now, maybe because I've, I've never been through a, a tragic event where a boat crashed in the Atlantic <laughs> with my homies and shit. But, I mean, was it relatable to me, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> maybe because since then, like, I've fallen in love and stuff. So, maybe that's why. And now I'm like, oh, no. Like... I'm constantly the type that when I see mushy shit like that, I'm like, oh, this is a terrible situation. I hope <laughs> they get out, of this. get out of this. But then I already know the ending, so I was like, fuck. No, but, we, all, we all have those like love stories that you know really hit us at home and, yeah, and we enjoy watching. Oh, I will say there was room on that raft for uh, for Jack. So. I agree. Yeah, but for the thematic, I'm just I'm just kidding. For the now. cinematic element of it, he has to. You know, spoiler alert, guys. Sorry, it came out 21 years ago, but Jack dies. But. Yeah, you should still watch it because I don't know. know I, I don't think you need to say it. <laughs> well, man, he's got to get off that boat somehow, dude. <laughs> well, uh, no, actually, James Cameron came out to say it was like, yeah, but it wouldn't be buoyant if he got on it, so that's why. Yeah, plus he's like, of course there was room on there, but that thing wouldn't float because he was a gentleman to the end. He was yeah. like, I already thought about this. Yeah, but I absolutely loved it again. Just rewatching it, I'm glad I got to check it out. And um, if you've never seen it, if you're like the two people that have not seen it, I guess. Uh, Check it out. It's great. But uh, outside of that, I saw some Muppet movies, and that's about it. What about you, Nabil? <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about the movies. Hey, they're great. I love I Nabil knows this. The I love the great. Muppets. Yeah, no, they're great. They they're just... the, only non, they're the only fake thing in the entire world that people treat as real. And but nothing so beats weird. their old school TV show, though, man. True. Yeah. We digress. What about you, Nabil? What have you been watching? Uh, some, you know, obscure things, as, as typical. Um. All right, let's move on to our <laughs> mini reviews. <I'm- laughs> what have you been watching? Always the weird one. Um, so I saw a documentary on Hulu uh, called 21 Years, Richard Linklater, about uh, the director Richard Linklater. Um, he's made such films as uh, Boyhood. He's made the Before Sunrise trilogy. He's done Days and Confused, um, even um, the Bad News Bears remake. Oh, I didn't realize you made that one. Yeah, he's he's done quite with a Billy few. Bob Thornton. Yeah, with Billy Bob Thornton. Oh wow, okay, nice. Um, and it's and, and you know it's funny, Richard Linklater not in the movie at all. It's it's a bunch of people talking about him, but he's actually not in the movie, which I was a little surprised. Is it about like that. a so weird? Yeah. Is it like a sponsored one of him or no? It's it's about him. They're talking. It's it's so people in the movie. Uh, it's Jack Black, uh, Keanu Reeves, Zac Efron, Ethan Hawke. Uh, Greg Kinnear, Matthew McConaughey, all these people that have done Keanu movies Reeves. with him. Did he do Hardball? Yeah. Oh my no, god. No, he didn't do Hardball. He did um Scanner Darkly. Oh, duh. Yeah. That's okay. right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense now. Oh, such a good movie. I was like, cause he's done I was like the baseball movies. Because everybody he loves wants baseball. Them too, everybody wants yeah, wants them Which is technically not a baseball film. But they're college guys playing baseball. Yeah. Um but 
thought it was a really good film. It kind of goes into detail about, um, essentially, you know, they talk about his movies, of course. Um, but one of the things that I really liked about the documentary is that they talk about his passion in uh, of Austin, Austin, Texas, his adopted city. Um, yeah. And a lot of the, the film work he's done over there to foster you know, young filmmakers to, to kind of grow the community, build up South by Southwest. If you don't know what that is, it's a big, that's actually going, I think it just finished. But just finished, yeah. A big event that goes on in Austin for um, the Southwestern area for about film, arts, anything you can think of yeah. uh, entertainment-wise. Um, he developed a film, uh, film society over there. They encourages people like Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, kind of Texan filmmakers to make films and show them there. Nice. Um, so he's done a lot of his community. They talk about his love for baseball, his unorthodox way of directing where he's kind of just casual, where he's directing you, yeah. but he's not telling you. He just kind of makes it seem like it's your idea and saying, hey, maybe you should try it this way. What do you think? Let's see what it works. We'll see and walk away. And but he's not more, in the movie? But he's not in the movie at all. They they do some a Was little bit of animation skit. I don't know. <laughs> wow. And and you can tell the interviews are all done at various times with these you know the actors that he worked with, and they That's just cool, talk man. about him. So it's very interesting. Like not even a voiceover from him nope, at all. Not not they show they show a couple pictures of him. You know, <laughs> it's just like the unauthorized biography. <laughs> I'm not. sure. It's on Hulu. It looks legitimate. It's they got the real actor. Uh, when did it release? Uh, this was out in 2014. This is right when Boyhood came out. Hmm. Yeah. That's different. Okay. Interesting. But very, very interesting. If you if you don't know Richard Linklater or or you might not even know some of the movies he's done, you might not be aware as you as you watch through it. Um, but it's definitely a worth a watch just to kind of get an idea of a man who's got a very eclectic history of filmmaking and has always kind of never made big production. But not necessarily indie films either. He's always kind of found a way to be so mainstream right in enough. Right. The Goldilocks yeah. zone. Yeah. Yeah, and I think well, I think Nabil can um, profess this too. We, me and uh, Nabil got to sit in a QA with him. Yeah. After everybody wants something, this guy's maybe like one of those laid back Super people. Chill. I've been to a couple QAs with directors, and he was very chill the entire time. Especially for having Lars Earl fucking from Metallica. Yeah, just interviewing him. him. <laughs> Lars Ulrich, right? Yeah. That was it was bizarre <laughs> random to say the least. I was like, wait a minute. That Hold guy on. gets himself into some weird situations. <laughs> like some me. weird combos. No, they apparently know each other pretty well. Yeah. So overall though, yeah, they We don't know. He, like he cool directed one. a Metallica video somewhere. He might have shit, he might have directed this fucking documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's not in it. Yeah. He's at the very end, the camera pans out, it's him, he's like Good night. <laughs> what else have you been watching, though, Nibble? Um Also, I watched a film just the other day, um, My Cousin Rachel, uh, starring Rachel Weisz. It's uh, about a young Englishman who plots revenge against his late cousin's mysterious, beautiful wife, who is Rachel, Rachel Weisz, um, believing her responsible for his death. But his feelings become complicated as he finds himself falling under the beguiling spell of her charms. So... This movie is came out in 2017. It's based on a book. Um, it's kind of like a mystery romance period piece. Um, Sounds about right. It's a British. <laughs> it's set in the late late 1800s. Um, I thought it was going to be much more interesting than it really was. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I was pretty disappointed because <laughs> um, I got confused. So she's uh, with this man. She, she's a she's a widowed. Who is uh, the guy in that one? Nibble? Uh, honestly, I've never heard of him. He's his name is Sam Clayfin. Hmm, okay. Um, he plays the the cousin, um, the main kind of character here. He was in films like um, The Hunger Games. Uh, he played. You know who he played? Um, Finnick, the kind of handsome. Oh, guy. okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. With the uh, trident. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I don't you. know. I've never seen the movie. It was 
It's it's very obscure. Oh, he was the. He's really good as Finnick. Though. He was the main character in uh, the last uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, not the last one, but the one before Stranger Tides. He was the priest. Yes. Yes. Oh, the, he was in the shitty one then. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay, that's why I don't remember. So him. The, the the acting was fine. Actors that they had were great. Um, but the film itself, the story just kind of seemed like it was going all over the place. They, so basically, Phoenix character or uh, <laughs> Phoenix, yeah, that's from the name. Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games. <laughs> Let's just call that. That's he's back from the dead. Whoops, he, spoiler. He's uh, he finds out his cousin is dead after marrying Rachel Weisz and just had a tumor supposedly, and the the guy is kind of skeptical about her. Um, so he goes over there, finds out what's going on, sees you know, tries to get to know her because now she's a widow again and, and has some rights to somehow of, of property. Um, eventually, finds himself starting to fall up for fall in love with her too. She's a seducer, huh? Seems like it. Seductress. But I'm I'm not going to spoil the ending because it is a relatively new movie. But the way it ends, it's like, so what did she? What is she gaining out of this? You know seduction of, of the other guy so team that seemed kind of weird um they were kind of in love with each other but they also weren't it was kind of bickering back and forth and there was a lot of talk about property so, about oh, what rights this sounds you English have as yeah. fuck. so it, it, it should have changed the name to sex and property there and there then there's a really very um harsh sexual scene in the film um, that got really intense and kind of seemed also appearing out of nowhere. So the story kind of like unnecessary, yeah, unnecessary, violence, yeah, exactly. Um, so the story just kind of went to try to shock you a little bit, tried to stay mysterious, but they didn't really give you an answer to anything. They when it ended, you had more questions than when you actually started the film. I remember the trailer almost makes it look like a horror movie. Yeah, way, which yeah. is what I thought it was going to be, but it's more <laughs> just a kind of like a, a not even a thriller. I'd say just a more mystery. Um, and you're just trying to figure out people's personality, so maybe psycholo- uh, okay. psychology, uh, psychological, psychological. Oh my god, psychological, psychological. Um, um, where did you uh, see it at? It's actually on HBO right now. Oh, cool. Um, so I will tell you this: um, if you if you just for the acting, like I said, Rachel Weiss is great in this film, um, and the set pieces are great. They have some great long shots. They're out in the countryside in England. Um, there's a lot of horseback riding. Um, so you get to see some really wide open spaces. I was like, is that a benefit? <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. Is just so. Really nice, so if you like really boring film. shit, watch this movie. Basically, I, I really you're not selling this. No, well. I, I wasted my time watching this, and I thought I was expecting more. Um, How long so, was it? About an hour. It's just an hour forty minutes. So not even that long. But I feel that's like it was bad. an hour forty minutes too long. But see, when a movie's an hour forty and the pacing still isn't there, like what the hell's going on, right? Yeah, it's it. It got really um, and and it's funny too because it got nominated for some kind of smaller uh, awards, not like a Globe, Golden Globe or Oscar or anything like that. Razzie, just because it has just those. Just because it has those two laurel leaves doesn't mean... <laughs> doesn't mean Sometimes it throws me off too, bro. I'm like, this is one awards <laughs> at independent film festivals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet... No, so you film. wouldn't recommend it? I wouldn't, unfortunately, no. Not her best work, at least in uh, film-wise. You can catch on HBO if you like, though, and tell me what your <laughs> thoughts are. So, moving on here, guys. Let's get into our Oscar bowling mini-reviews. So, as you guys may know, our last pod, we went over our 2018 Oscar bowling winner, which was uh, me. So, it's weird that I'm introing it myself, but hey, we've done weirder stuff. So, basically, I assigned two movies to Mark, uh, one movie to Marco, one movie to Bill, kind of like a punishment for winning overall, getting the most points scored per category. 
Uh, check back on our podcast. Last two podcasts, technically, where we went over it. Last yeah. po- uh, very po- last podcast where we went over game night. We actually talked about uh, our Oscar uh, results. surprises results. Yes. Um, so starting out here, I try to choose movies that would maybe make you guys mad or frustrate you at watching stuff, <laughs> kind of throw you off, make us contemplate life. Yeah, something like that. So for Nabil. Let's start out with you here. We're just going to do mini reviews, see how you guys liked it or didn't. Probably didn't like it, but I mean, I think Nabil's, for the most part, was decent. So for Nabil, I actually recommended the uh, film Blue Valentine. You got any, like, talents? Like hidden talents? Can you dance? You can tap dance? Can you? No. Here, I'll play a song and you dance. Okay. I can't really sing. I have to sing Goofy. In order to sing, like I have to sing stupid. Okay? Okay. IMDb description is the relationship of a contemporary married couple charting their evolution over a span of years by cross-cutting between time periods, which doesn't tell you much. No. Uh, Description-wise, it's directed by uh, Derek Sanfranc, who also did The Place Behind the uh, Pines from 2012 and The Light Between Oceans in 2016, which was with uh, Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. So it stars Ryan Gosling as Dean and Michelle Williams as Cindy. So, Nabil, did you like it or dislike it? I actually like the film. Um, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about it. It was um, it it was very real to me. The conversations that they were having, the way it was set, um, and they kind of do flashbacks from present day to the past. And I actually thought that was a good way to tell the story they were trying to tell. I want to say there's even like a a scene near the end where they're arguing in the house. Yeah, that was a little too real for me. Really? <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Damn, it's like I'm Jesus. sitting in like I felt like I needed to like close the door and wait in the other room, kind of thing." I was like, "I'm good here, guys. You guys just beef this out. I'll figure it out. It make me want to watch this now." It's it's definitely like I, I've seen situations like that. I've been in some myself, <laughs> so <laughs> where it gets a little too real. I uh, had a thug tear come down. He said, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but. I actually, um, I actually did enjoy the film, and and you know what surprised me the most is um, Michelle Williams. Um, I thought she was amazing in that film. I she did, got nominated for an Oscar yeah, for that. She did great. I, I, you know, she's from Dawson's Creek. She did. She was. She had her little high school teenage drama thing, and then she did a few. I keep films. forgetting she came from Dawson's. Yeah, Creek. Yeah, me too. Actually, I was like, where was she yeah. from again? Yeah. But you know, so did uh, Katie Holmes, if I'm not mistaken, too. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, but a little combo of everyone. Michelle Williams did really well in the film. She's a big standout in that movie. Ryan Gosling did great. Like um, he, he, they have him as an older Ryan Gosling too, and he's just got no hair in his temples. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just that's his old man Ryan Gosling. Uh, old man Gosling here, yeah. no hair. Um, but and they had really good chemistry together. Uh, which was really good. Uh, it didn't seem kind of like a forced relationship. Um, so you could tell they were enjoying themselves as they were uh, working in that film. Um, I, I really enjoyed the movie much more than I thought it was going to be. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> damn. You lucky <laughs> son of a bitch. So here, here's my thing. Here's what I thought um, was, was my, my issue. Worse, with the film. worst part? I thought, no. So 
I think the best part for me, um, well, actually, let me say this. The worst part of the film was there was a scene, and I will have to just do a little bit of a spoiler alert here um, if you want to see the film, um, so I don't want to ruin this for you. But there's a scene where uh, Ryan Gosling gets jumped by I know what you're talking about. Michelle Williams' uh, kind of pseudo-boyfriend, kind of ex. I don't really know what he is at that point. <laughs> White trash. Yeah. Jeez. And... <laughs> They never address it after that, and I know it's supposed to be ambiguous, and you can tell there's there's they before that scene happens, they kind of mention that guy because some some scene that involves him, um, but it just never was addressed, and that, I found that kind of weird. It's like it happened, and then they just moved on from it. I think it means something like. Like he gets his ass whooped pretty much. Oh yeah, no, he gets he gets. But beat it up, shows but you the kind of sacrifice he'll go to stay in that relationship, which I understood. Which but is, at the same time, I felt like yeah, I know. Was mean. there supposed to be something more afterwards? As happens, we just don't get to see it. It's so it looks more like random yeah. than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much flashbacks that it's like it's just another slice. Because there's a lot of slices in this thing. Yeah. Like hey, this happened here. This happened here, and it's not always actually technically in order too. So yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that the movie is better than I thought it was, so I, I can't say. Was it depressing at all? Damn. I didn't. You know, the that's only, what I was going for. I, so I, I, I failed. So that was my thing: Something is that I thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, you did. I thought it was going to be really depressing, but I've watched worse shit with James. <laughs> you know what? And a, he's been hyping a, this me, hyping this up to me for like eight years, saying how depressed it is, depressing well, it is. Because you waited no. eight years to well, see it. I, so no, I didn't want to watch it because I was like, I don't want to see something so sad. He's like, he's gonna make you rethink your relationship. I watched it with my wife. Well, <laughs> now, now you're in a, now you're in a good relationship. <laughs> so we, were, we watched it together, and we had serious conversations after this film. But it wasn't about like. You know, we were well, on the verge of breaking then. up. That's yeah, good. it was good. We had some good conversations. No, I mean, if you had seen it when I had told you to see it eight years ago, it'd Possibly. be a different story. I might have, I might have broken up inside at the time. <laughs> yeah, trust life. me. <laughs> yeah. But um, after watching it, I was like, this film isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. There was, there was one scene that I thought was a bit brutal, and it wasn't the scene that you think is brutal. It was a scene in the hotel room. Where, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Where they were kind of. They were being reminiscent, and also they were also showing their feelings for each other and how they feel now. And that, to me, was a bit rough because that seemed really kind of like a feeling of going back and forth of I I love you, but I don't know if this is gonna work for me. And but that's kind of like their entire relationship, yeah. The entire film, and that so. kind of all was embodied, I think, when they were in that hotel room. So that scene was, especially near the end of their time yes. there, that got a bit rough for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I I, I would. I'd say if you do like rom- romantic films, this isn't really that kind of movie. It's um, a drama. This is definitely a drama <laughs> um, about romance, um, and a probably more it's of more a like a realistic, realistic view, view on long term relationships. I think it's relatable to most people too. I would, I would say. say so. Yeah, I think that it kind of gives you uh, a good idea. Oh, it paints a good picture of what kind of a relationship of young love, and you kind of just move forward because everything just feels right. But don't really give it a chance to really explore it until it's a bit too late and everything starts coming out. And I, I'd say anybody that's been in a relationship, you got at least for a couple of years, you would you'd understand. Even if you're not in a relationship right now, but I mean, if you've been ever in a relationship for a few years, then you would totally understand a lot of the concepts that these couples going through and the arguments. It's like some of the arguments are so relatable. Yeah, like it's crazy. It's like whoa. No, I've been I've been meaning to watch it ever since you mentioned it to me, also, James. 
It's so also I'm kind on of, a voodoo account somewhere. <laughs> Someone's. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of saddened that uh, you know. Yeah, shit. I didn't so, get this fucking movie. So wait, so so I failed then with Nabil. He actually liked it. I did like it. I thought this was gonna bum me out, and yeah. I was like, that's kind of funny. We like, you know, as you know, we like to pick on Nabil. And he's an easy target, but pretty uh, this easy. time. Checkmate, right? I guess. <laughs> so awesome, though. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, thank um, no, good recommendation, though. Uh, I finally got to see yeah. it. Did your wife like it? Right. Did she enjoyed it. Yeah. She really thought it was great. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So, All right. So lucky. moving on. Uh, Marco, I know he loves Marvel films so much. So <laughs> I recommended him uh, the Fantastic Four from 2015. Doctor Storm, we gave you six years and millions of dollars, and you gave us nothing. What's different now? Reed Richards. He knows answers to questions we don't even know to ask yet. This is our chance to learn more about our planet and maybe even save it. I want you to meet my daughter, Sue. You want to be famous? I just want my work to make a difference. John, Reed, this guy doesn't take orders well. Yeah, especially from people who say, I don't take orders well. Don't let any of these lab coats give you any crap, all right? Well, if I do, I know who to call. The muscle. I gotta say, it's fun having you here. Really? No. So that is about four young outsiders teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. The four must learn to harness their new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. Uh, this is directed by Josh Trank. Uh, Technically, all he's ever done after this is before this was Chronicle in 2012. That's all he's ever gonna do, guys. Uh, pull from the Star Wars movie. Uh, um, yeah. It is starring Miles Teller as Reed Richards, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm, Kate Mara as Sue Storm, Jamie Bell as Ben Grimm slash The Thing, and Toby Kebbell as Victor Von Doom slash Doctor Doom. So I already know how where this is gonna go here. So <laughs> uh, I know you did not like the film, Marco. So what were your overall thoughts, though? Uh, can we even call this a film? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, more. It's, a it's more. It's more like hot, stinking, fucking garbage. <laughs> um, Are you happy Kathleen Kennedy stepped in? Is like I don't think we should have him do that Boba Fett movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm surprised because Chronicle was good. Yeah. I liked Chronicle. The reason why with that, I think it's because Chronicle was his idea. Yeah. From yeah. the get go, and this was his first time so, working in a big studio working with an adaptation too. Something yeah. that's not his. And also work. a huge budget. Big budget. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, it gave him a lot to do this movie. the The movie was horribly written. It's it's just horrible. The storyline is thin, uh, and all over the place. Um, you, you don't know are 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 the characters using this? So essentially, they're they're trying to use this tech that Reed Richards develops, played by Miles Teller. And you don't know if they're going to use it to save the world for military weaponizing. Doesn't Miles Teller look too young in this movie, too? Oh, quite. Uh, he does at the beginning, and then you know, <laughs> it's grizzled. he tends to age like yeah. you know a couple years towards the end, randomly. Um, but... Oh, what about Billy I, Elliot? I, 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 it, what about Billy Elliot? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Jamie we'll, Bell, We'll get man. to that. I'm sorry. Um, but the, movie, the movie lacks an identity. You just... You don't know where it's going um you think by by the cast because it's a pretty decent cast oh yeah um, definitely dude you think you're gonna get like strong compelling characters that you really care about you don't i i don't give two shits about reed richards like he's boring most of the time and i i don't i don't blame miles teller because 
I've liked some of his other performances. You know, I mean, he's not the best actor, but I'm like, he's tolerable. Uh, he's actually, so, you know what? I think he's a lot better than people think. Whiplash, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, because of this, he this movie also fucked him over, dude. Oh, yeah. He lost his role in La La Land because of this. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, J- Jamie Bell, uh, who played The Thing, I, yeah. as human form, um, he was a lot more tolerable than he was as a thing or just some as a worst, voiceover. Some of the worst CG I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was actually like, I'd rather take the Fantastic Four version from uh, 05. Yeah, I said the same thing. Kate Mara as uh, Sue Storm, she looks like she's phoning in her, Dude, her oh, lines. Yeah. Like just flat lights the entire fucking time. I'm like, why are you giving her any speaking lines? Can you coach her? <laughs> like, she looks like she doesn't know what to do with this character. Well, I told you though, um, a lot of her scenes, her and Josh Trank did not get along at all. Uh, a lot uh, of her scenes are directed by someone uh, else. I gotta tell you, it shows. Yeah. It shows a lot. He didn't like, like her at all. She, she she shows a lot of resentment towards this movie in her performance, and but, I can you can tell it. Apparently, <laughs> they got onto like a on set like argument, throwing shit at each other stuff. Jesus. Oh, wow. The only two saving graces, uh, and this is just very minor, uh, is Michael B. Jordan and Toby Kebbell. Uh, and to- Toby Kebbell, I've only seen him from Black Mirror. He's in the first season. Um, it's the one where you can uh, record your life with uh, this high-tech contact lens. Yeah. Uh, oh, if you've yeah. seen Black Mirror. That's it. I, yeah, that's I it. always remember from Rock and Roll. A story, a story of you, I think yeah. is what it's called, or something like that. But um, him as Victor Von Doom, his character starts off like pretty interesting, and you think he's going to be, at first, kind of like a cliche, but then they build more on his character, and you, you see where he's coming from, that he really wants to do some good, and then they just throw that out the garbage, and, which brings me to... The worst part of the movie. Actually, there's there's two parts that are really bad. The wor- <laughs> I was like, there's the a entire worst part. Okay. You know the movie is going to completely turn around when they have like an intermission in the middle and it says one year later. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, oh, Nabil, fuck, they did a time jump. When I, I wonder s- what this means. When I saw this originally, Nabil was like, wait till that fucking time jump happens. Because yeah. <laughs> actually, tell you the truth, up until that point, I was it's like, let me hold thing. off. Yeah. I can't, but when they did the fucking time jump, I said, whoa, what? That was it. It was a total, I was like, is this, am I watching? I had to recheck the fucking DVD. I was like, is this, this has got to be the wrong movie. <laughs> the, everything leading up to the time jump was nothing but uh, Also, by story. the way, guys, we are spoiling this movie. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So yeah. Th- it's not worth watching, trust me. So I can't recommend this to anybody. Don't spend your money, really. guys. Like, not even if you're like... Cooking or cleaning, you want something in the background? Nah, I can't even. I can't even recommend that with this Whoa. movie. It's straight hot garbage. But the whole movie at the beginning is just pure boring origin. It's like if the entire Batman Begins movie was just like Bruce at the beginning, and that's it. Like just nothing. There's no action. There's nothing thrilling. There is no real character development or growth in the beginning. It's just completely flat. They kind of forced the development with Jamie Bell characters and Miles Atelier. Yeah, Stop you, you, just, you just don't care about Stop these guys. Like, I love I, Jamie. And obviously, if, if you're going to do a team-up movie, if you don't care about the characters, you're not, you're not invested in it at all. So they do all these like heavy-handed backstories and every everyone is speaking to you i feel like i'm like being spoken at there's no real story development as i mentioned before it's just that's a director too man yeah Yeah. so 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 the studio i guess to fix this decided to do a fucking time jump and with that make an excuse to do all these reshoots and you can tell because uh kate morrow a year later i think Mm -hmm. yeah it was uh, Uh, not just a year time jump but a year later in the film yeah 
Uh, Kate Mara comes back and she goes from uh, brunette with highlights to straight blonde, like bright blonde. She had cut her hair nowhere. or colored it for a different for role. role. That's why. Yeah, and, and you're like, what? No one's gonna like, mention that. Let's no, put a wig really? on it. No That's one? a wig on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah Miles job, Teller comes back, leaner and slightly older than he was at the beginning. It was after Reed. Whiplash, was <laughs> and I was like, well, is this oh, the same guy? Really? It's the same guy? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm older. Uh, Jamie Bell doesn't even come back at all, except nope, his voice. Like, he's oh, never on right, screen actually. again. You're right. Ever. It's That's just the thing. That's it. Did he do? He did do the mocap thing, though. Yeah. They they dropped the entire yeah, idea that they tried to invest he you tries. in about trying to save the world and having unlimited resources to let's militarize the shit out of this. <laughs> Which was a weird direction to go for that. Yeah. Like, damn, like, really? Uh, That's the direction I'm going to go? Victor Von Doom goes from this guy, like, that shows he really cares about, like, trying to, like, save the planet and really, like, give this tech to the world to just say, you know what? No, you know what? I, everyone's just destroying themselves. So I'm just going to yeah. kill everybody. And it comes out of nowhere. And then I think the whoever whoever did the reshoots probably forgot it was PG thirteen because they got away with some real violent shit. Oh, it's end. pretty dark. Oh, yeah, actually. Like dark. Vic, yeah. Doctor Doom when he's killing people, you see them blow up and blood splatter, and you're like, you might have the fuck been seeing the underrated version too, by the way. Maybe, um, maybe, but um, it it's yeah, pretty, pretty graphic. Pretty graphic, especially in the hallway uh, when he, he there's like. Eight nine people approaching him. And he well, because it changes all. the tone from like nothing to like, oh my god! So it's like there's yeah. no action. He's like, I'm trying to develop a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there was no story, and apparently they're like, well, you know what? The second half is just gonna have zero story. Just he had, straight like action. I said, he had a whole second half shot too, totally different from what uh, happened. But he said because of Fox, you'll never get to see exactly what he was trying to do. I was falling asleep the first half, and then I saw the, like the, the year later, I was like, oh, it's something something's gonna happen. Reed's on the run, dirty yeah. in the forest. Yeah, what, what they that's oh his my. friend, though. What's he's supposed to be the leader of the group of the Fantastic Four. At no point do I ever sense like a bit of leadership in him at all. He just or tends anybody to run looking away. to him for leadership. No, like, at the end, he's just like, All right, guys, we're, we're gonna team up. All of a sudden, I know what to do, and everyone's gonna follow him. Like, bro, you haven't been here for a whole yeah, year. I, I, them. I read, I read it. It's it told me it's a year later. They're, they're not gonna listen to you. They've been working alone and without you. For 365 days, they're not going to listen to you all of a sudden. I'm sorry, man. But the absolute worst part of the movie was probably that final fight. The worst CG I've ever seen. Anticlimactic. No stakes. And it it ends at the snap of a finger. Is the whole thing bad? The whole thing is bad. No quote from anyone that got goosebumps? No, not even it's clobbering time. Nabil loved it. I know you like that part. Of course. Plus, it's Billy Elliot, so... The best part. God, I have to say, was there a dance off in this one? There, I mean, you know, uh, actually, you, you could count that so. fight as a dance off because yeah, it looked super choreographed. I will say the one thing um, that obsessed me the most about the whole Fantastic Four franchise um, is that in the Marvel universe, do Doctor Doom is like the oh, biggest the bad guy. He's like the best bad guy in the whole of the Marvel universe. Even if they just cut out the Fantastic Four, if they could just figure out how to get this guy to be like 
like Thanos level bad. I almost feel like he'll be the next one. I hope so. Because they have the Fox properties now. He would be really cool. That'd be amazing. Especially with the cosmic stuff they're they're looking at doing. Yeah. Like Doom is like the most interesting. He's like the smartest. He's like the most evil. And and at the same time, he's also kind of redeeming at some times in the stories. Like he's such an interesting character and they can never seem to get him right because they're so hung up on the fact that his last name is Von Von Doom. Doom. It's like, Okay, we what, get what it. do we do with a guy with the last name Doom? I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, so it sounded like this was a good punishment film. Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck did, you, Nabil. Did you lose like your yours. faith in uh, Marvel when you saw that? Uh, it's Fox. No, because it was it was Fox. <laughs> it, it made me so happy that they bought out Fox and oh that they God. now have uh, like free were reign they, to to were they gonna take plan, this property. Were they going to plan to uh, merge that with the X Men stuff eventually? Right? They might. Originally, that yeah, was the plan. they were going to try to make it all one big universe. Yeah, they're like, this is part of it. Well, now at the Marvel end of it, it, it definitely hints at like there's going to be more. Yeah, when they're all this all form at the like a base or something. I think yeah. right. Damn, yeah. Deep I, memory. <laughs> at at first, you, you know, I was pretty excited for the Fox deal and them getting the X Men, and then I saw this piece of shit of a movie and i was i was thrilled i was like oh my god i almost feel like that i'm glad they got fantastic four like you know we 10 years of marvel universe films right now cinematic universe i feel like the next 10 might focus more on the fox properties yeah i'm really that would be the smart move something fresh something good because you can only give us you know our our avengers like over and over how many times can they do this no, I mean they can do the Avengers, but I yeah. mean it could be X-Men, no, exactly, exactly. I mean so like forth. the the main ones that everybody knows: Hulk, Cap, uh, Iron oh, yeah. Man, all those, not yeah. the obscure ones. All right, so that is our little mini reviews brought to you by Marco Nabil with some side commentary by me. As you tell it's a little more lighthearted there. You know, we just we friends, we movie pals. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into our review now of Tomb Raider. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It'll be an adventure. Death is not an adventure. What are you doing here, Laura? Seven years I've been on this island. Your father, he put me here. Now I see the likeness. Intelligence, the recklessness. What do you know about my father? So Laura Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared. This is directed by Rory Thog, who um, he is a European director, I want to say. He did a movie about a year or two ago called The Wave. I don't know if anyone saw that. But outside of that, all the other films have been foreign films, so... Uh, give or take on that. Uh, starring uh, Alicia Vikander is uh, Laura Croft. Dominic West is Lord Richard Croft. Uh, Walton Goggins is Matthias Vogel. And Daniel Wu is Lou Ren. Uh, before we start here, have you guys actually played the Tomb Raider reboot in two- 2013? Yes. I have not. I've seen so I've seen friends play it, and I've seen some gameplay online, but I've, I haven't played it. I've wanted to play it, but okay. I never got a chance. Because this version of Laura Croft is based on that one. Yeah, I got very that. much so. Yeah, it's yeah. it follows it pretty, to a point. But close. I mean, yeah, that Rise of the Tomb Raider, both are excellent games. I've played both of them, beat both of them. Uh, the new one, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, is going to be coming out this September. So 
pretty cool. Gonna uh, have a little trilogy there of games. If anybody uh, wants to give us a free up. sample, you know, let us demo it for you. We can review. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I would highly recommend these, especially if you like um, the Uncharted games, which are funny because Uncharted yeah. was loosely like Based a on Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider clone Indiana in a way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I highly recommend them. Both games are excellent. Um, uh, brief yay or nay. Did you guys like the film? No. Uh, no bill. Eh. I like not yes, not no. Yeah. I'm the same. Like it was okay. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Was it better it was, than you guys thought it was gonna be? Um, I it's not as good as I thought it was gonna be. I was expecting oh, wow, it to be better. Okay. Yeah. I, it was to my expectations. Same here. I, I, I was like, you know, it's going to be a middle of the road type movie. Maybe something to watch if I'm really bored or have nothing else to watch. Yeah, I would say same here. For the most part, I came in with pretty low expectations because let's face it, the original, the first Tomb Raider movies from 2001, 2003 were, weren't that great. They were decent for the time. Yeah. You know, like, because that Laura Croft where Angelina Jolie was, is based on those kind of games. So the theme of the those. The first one was decent different. for this time. The second one went second a bit crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. Where she was uh, hang gliding and shit. The squirrel with, suit a, with a shark. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I thought this one would give Lara Croft more of a personality, kind of like from, from what I briefly saw in the video games. And I thought Alicia Vikander would, you know, give us that. And I know it's not her fault. It's the way her character's written. But her, her, her character sort of like flatlines for me. I would I I kind of agree to a point. I liked her um, portrayal as Laura Croft. Yeah, and I feel if they give her another chance, she would get better. They just uh, I would say maybe get a better director next time. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, and, her, her performance is good. Just the backstory was just, and I think you, you know, don't have thin. to follow a game technically. No, well, that's where it kind of faltered for me was where it tried to stick too close to the game. I think it, I think it didn't stick close enough to the backstory of the game because. Here's here's what I didn't like. Like Alicia Vikander actually did pretty well with what she had. Uh, she really tried. Um, and the scenes, you know, the fighting scenes were good. I think um, it's yeah. the story. What bothered me was her background and her father. Um, I think that just didn't work out very well. Like yeah. her relationship with her father, because she um, essentially. This is a small spoiler if you haven't seen the film, but I'll give a kind of a, a light touch on it. Is that you know, she has an inheritance. She doesn't want to touch it. She wants to be her own person. Um, but that's never really been Laura Croft. She's kind of no. used the things for her advantage. She doesn't show any interest in archaeology in this film. Yep. Um, but she, some for some reason, is really good at fighting. She takes up a boxing. I was kickboxing boxing, thing, yeah. kind of thing. It's kind yeah. Of, that's like the yeah. one thing that you get to see where she's like, well, she can fight. See, um, I'm, I'm more on, the, I liked how they show that, okay, she took up, like boxing lessons and stuff like that. And that, and they, that explains why she can fight and hold her own. But just because she can like follow, like solve puzzles and things like that, that's how she's able to open up something that some of the best archaeologists in the world have not been able to right. open or crack. I'm like, you, you gotta be fucking kidding me here. That's kind of like from the game though. So she's, <sighs> she's got this innate ability to do things that other people no. can't. So I, I bought it. So I was like, okay, <laughs> she can do the thing. She's done a million of these obscure Japanese puzzles that not, too many people have ever heard of, right? But then, like the bike riding scene, like it's I think cool the bike for what it is shows you that okay, she's she's a courier, right? Yeah. <laughs> so and it just shows that she's kind of tough. That's but all. it just it just kind of happens, and then we never talk about. It was it like a very nice. Yeah, it just is, was yeah. there. By the way, I gotta say, Junkie XL did a terrible job with the sound. Yeah. Of this movie. Did, Sorry, man. I know he did Batman v Superman, but I guess oh, uh, Junkie Gold... XL did this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was I remember Marco asked me who did this, and when I found out, I said, I wonder if he'll uh, change his opinion. 
Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, um, it seemed dated at times, especially with some of the, like the bike scene. Did that seem like a yeah. scene from the nineties? It did. Yeah. I was like, which is why I thought it was weird. It's like, so what's going on here? What are Same. we Same. I was like, wow, this this seems a little out of place here. I'd say too. Um, it did seem out of place, but I, there's certain things I still liked about it, like with her flashback scenes. With that kind of gives you a hint. Some of it. It seemed kind of weird at the time jumps. Like, so how how long forced. ago is this? When are we trying to see this? I mean, her dad thing is played out too much, and we'll go into that in spoilers too. But I still liked her performance overall. Like, she really got in the role. She packed on like muscle and shit. Um, I don't. Some of the, the the dialogue is corny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But some of that dialogue is straight from the game too, and that's why I'm saying some of the stuff from the game it doesn't have to be so straightforward exactly, as the yeah. game, man. Because the game itself is an experience for the players to play. So you're playing it for it's a roughly eight and a half to nine hour game, depending to cycle. But, but is it kind of sad that the lines are delivered better in a game than they are in a movie? And uh, not if you play the game. I mean, it's. You're I mean, it, it, it shows. <laughs> it shows how poor the job the director like did. Loosely somewhere. If he grabs it word for word from the game, and he can't like give the same delivery and the same. Like, I'm not saying it was delivered is, good in the game yeah. either. So oh, that's why I'm like, damn. it's actually about the same. But oh, you know what? I will say one not thing. Uncharted. Trust that me. I do think that this Tomb Raider. Um, is much more empowering. It's not overly sexualized. It's oh, not yeah. overtly yeah. like oh. I'm a woman, so I can't, you know, I versus uh, you're a man and I can't fight you. It's not even like that. It's like she can handle her own. She can get through it. She's going to figure it out. She doesn't need which I help. feel is a oh, is, is a common theme from the game. Yeah, which, yeah. I, which so I, I think that was really good. And they portrayed that really well um, to show that whatever. She oh, yeah, I, I, I saw from when own. she was falling for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was. kept taking a beating. And I was yeah. like, is, is she going to is she going to stop falling? I know. I was like, "Holy uh, shit!" Yeah. She did. It's like yeah, I get it. They could have spread that out a little bit more. A little bit. The scene was a little long. The thing is, once again, that scene is directly from it the is. game. It is from the game, though. It happens almost exactly, exactly how yeah. it, uh, minus the how the plane falls. But yeah. see, but it, she literally wakes up with the same injury too. So yeah. I was like, "That's pretty cool, I guess." In a game, that's what you want, though. You don't really want them in the movie where it's like back to back to back. You don't have to adapt it, like James said, directly. Again, from yeah, it's yeah. exactly movie based on yeah. a video game, so yeah. they have. They almost feel obligated, I think, at times to be like, let's include this, let's include that. But I mean, I didn't think that those were like the best parts, really. No. Because it was like overplayed or the CG looked corny. I was like, eh, I don't know about that, you know? Um, also, Lou Ren was like the most. Uh, why did they use <laughs> Why him? was he in the movie? I have no he, idea. The, so, Lou Ren is a um, Chinese boat captain that takes her from the mainland to the mysterious island that no one mm-hmm. will go to because his father also went there that which no is, one can find somehow in the 21st century i it's in the storms it's in the devil it's in the devil's triangle yeah. oh, okay all right it's like the devil's we, we can find there. shit light years away but not which i didn't okay. like his character because technically his character is a combination of like four characters oh, yeah. from the game <laughs> which by the way those characters are actually really cool in the yeah, game they flesh them out really well in the yeah game. i think it would have been better to have those characters in it if they're gonna take anything from the video game they should have grabbed those guys man it's a better payoff too if they were you know roughly sticking to what happened oh, the, speaking of characters it just reminded me of the friend that we get to know a little bit at the beginning of the film never hear from her again Oh wow, dude! I actually forgot about her. Yeah, (laughs) just gone. She seemed like they meant something to her. They were kind of friends, but okay, never mind. It's like, oh, Laura, you're crazy. And then, like out of nowhere, I have to find my father. Just gone. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? Um. So, overall, what what was the best thing? So we talked about what didn't work. What did work for you guys, though? 
Um, I liked some of the puzzle aspects, um, especially when they finally did go into the tomb. Um, as yeah. small as it was. Yeah, as small as it was. I enjoyed that. Um, I really like. Nabil will understand this. It almost is relatable to the first game. Yeah. Because yeah. just to let you know, not a lot of tombs in the first game. Mm-hmm. They fixed that in the sequel. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that was, yeah. I'd say the tomb scene did work as well. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you actually get to see her in, in action and do what she's supposed to do in the games. Mm-hmm. But I wanted more of that, yeah. really. The um, twist in the end was really interesting. It's a quite, a, I thought. It was cool that how they kind of made what the legend was and said, "Oh, okay, I didn't see how that translates to reality." Yeah, we talk about that spoilers. Yeah, we'll talk about I have spoilers. Some, I have a little irk with that, but I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll talk about that too. Um, <laughs> some some of the action was really good, like yeah. when she's kicking ass with with a bow and arrow. That's you know that's actually pretty cool. Um, and when she's just like taking dudes out, that's that was also really cool. Um, but that, for the I mean, most that's part, really, the action, 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 was, yeah. action wasn't bad. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say for an action part aspect of it, they actually did pretty good. Mm-hmm. She had to do a lot of work to get, you know, get all that done because yeah. she looked like she did. She was like so like ninety percent of the stunts ripped, herself. and it seemed like it was just like hard to get the, you know that like muscular and, and tough and deal with that that did not look like it was something easy for her to go through. So I commend she her for like getting through that. The keto diet, and yeah, that's like, intense. Or, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dedication. Yeah. So between the two Tomb Raiders, have you, have you guys seen Lara Croft Tomb Raider from 2001 and Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life? Yes. Gen 3? Yeah. No. You haven't seen either one of them? Nope. Oh, shit. I guess this is just no. for the build then. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I'll be honest. The trailers never sold me for those two movies. The trailer for this one at least sold me to give this one a chance. Yeah. You um, should watch the second one, by the way, because you'd find it hilarious. Good God. We might have one or two of them on a Voodoo account somewhere. Just let you know. <laughs> um, so, Nabil, well, between the two, then, since you've seen them both, uh, who do you think is a better Laura Croft overall, though? Um, well, overall, gosh, it honestly, it's for the time to me because the Laura Croft that Angelina Jolie played was based off of for those games, games for yeah. those times, like specifically the first movie. Very sexualized, I'd say. Too. Yeah, that like she was that character and she did that perfectly, honestly. Um, for what it was at the time in the you know the late nineties, um, but I think for you know what the times are now and everything overall, and just from a kind of more simpler storytelling perspective, um, I do think Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider has a lot more potential, especially with the next season. I think she's going to be the better one overall if they let her do a sequel. Yeah, and I I agree too. It's a different type of um, different type of Lara Croft. Yeah, just like she definitely. even says in the movie, like I'm not that kind of Croft. Yeah, it's exactly it's kind of funny. basically. But I mean, um, it's like like you said, this is based on the reboot, which is a lot more grounded in reality, mm-hmm. as opposed to the um, version that Angelina uh, Jolie did in the early 2000s, where it's you know, that's when Tomb Raider was getting a lot of like flack for shit like that, you know, yeah. oversexualized, huge boobs and guns, and you know, she says, uh, and you know, you think the dialogue in this one's corny. Man, if you oh, rewatch those other ones, dude, it's terrible. Oh no, I saw the trailers. They were corny then. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? She's is this literally shit? like a one liner machine oh, yeah, in that the whole movie. Time. But uh, one thing I would say I do like uh Daniel Craig is pretty cool in the first one though. Yeah. I remember that. The first one cool. the first one was actually not bad, especially for the, the first time. one was decent. The yeah. second one was terrible though. Yeah. So that's why they never made another one until fifteen years later. All right, let's jump into spoilers. I kinda wanna talk about a slight twist with the movie and the ending. So if you guys want to check this out, um, 
I'd recommend it as like a matinee film or a rental. I agree. Uh, I wouldn't, or you know, movie pass, of course. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but it it wasn't something I'd tell you that you need to rush out and see. Yeah. Uh, movie pass it at best, or just wait for it to stream. And if you're bored one day, just check it out. I'd say fans of the game may game yeah. Want to check oh, it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That too. You have a lot more to connect to it, uh-huh. but uh, don't expect like a like the most epic Tomb Raider movie yet. We still haven't gotten that. So it, it makes me want to play the game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. strong game. All right, so let's jump into our spoiler section. Okay, so. Uh, one thing I was going to talk about, but I'd have to spoil it here, is I don't think having her dad survive was the smartest plot point ever. No. Same. I That took away from almost every emotional aspect this could have been. Especially how he... Oh, so we aren't spoilers, everybody. <laughs> Remember that. Especially how he uh, dies at the end. The way that she kind of did all this work to find him, and then she's like, I understand that. And I have to go, and he just—he's like, just, "I'm sick now." Yeah, that's yeah. like I was like, "All really? that for what?" You know? How the fuck did Matthias say he killed him, and then he came? Yeah, they never yeah. explained that. So, what did you do to make you make you think that he was dead? Yeah, and I actually can't believe we haven't brought up Matthias yet. By the way, oh, oh no. yeah, because um, Walter Goggins, great actor, I love him and so many things, but he was just crap in this film. Yeah, I didn't like his character, and he wasn't really a bad guy in my eyes. Truthfully, because he kept talking about just trying to get his home kids. my kids. It's but true, but he, he worked for a piece of shit company. But, you know, oh, it, well, it, he was more... Walter right. Goggins was more like he's the typical bad guy that he usually plays. Yeah. So it's more like I've seen his character before, and that's why it wasn't like, like interesting bring to anything me. new to this. And his, it was like, is he supposed to be crazy? Like, Matthias... So you're going to say, is he supposed to be sweating this Seven much? years he's or something? He's definitely <laughs> sweating a ton. But I mean, Matthias in the video game is a much more intimidating bad guy. Oh, yeah. Like he's he's way creepier and like way a better aspect with like the whole Japanese. Well, he's so he starts when you when you first see uh, Matthias in the film, he starts out that way. He starts out a little creepy. Yeah. That's a good introduction, I think. It's but it never le- it, it never lifts from there. Yeah. It's the right same there, fucking performance. Then no. they go and just kind of he gives her up and says, "Here, you really, know, she's he, working he turns with more them. into like a comedic performance after that." It's really? not even comedic to me. It was more like he like, reminded oh me of God. a bad guy from the 90s still. Yeah. Like over the top, <laughs> right? No, exactly. That's Jesus. why it was comedic to me because I was like, oh my God. Like they're so trying to make cheesy. him look badass. He walks up, shoots the guy in the head, and then he's like, get back to work. And then yeah. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, and then he's just sweating so much. It's hot in that island, man. It's making no me one sweat. else was sweating. It's though. hot though, bro. I guess, man, but... <laughs> He was over the top. Uh, back to Dominic West being Lord Richard Croft. It was weird yeah. seeing him. Because I'm going to let you know right now, spoiler alert, he's really dead in the game. Yeah. He never came back. He died. So the fact that he's there, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. They, and like Nabil said, they make the plot of her relationship with their father a little too heavy-handed mm-hmm. in this one. In the game, it's more like, my dad died. This is what he left me. So now I'm at the island. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. I wanted to. I would have accepted that a lot better. That's what I'm saying. It's not a spoiler. It's literally just how it just moves the story. Like we don't need to worry about that. As soon as she sees the figure there with the long hair, I'm just like, great, it's her fucking dad. They're gonna bring him back. I wanted to be like, it's got to be someone else. And then when it was him, I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) 
It just goes on too long. No, it does. It shouldn't. And and it kind of got a little weird because I was like, he's been on the island for seven years. He sees this grown woman. Like, what is happening right now? This seems kind of awkward as well. Damn, the book chair. I'm just wow. saying, it did. Uh, it seemed okay, like that for uh, a little we, bit. We didn't get that no, idea. I didn't get I, I that that's what I was That's the end of the movie, so. pals, guys. So <laughs> thank you very much. It seemed very. Um, also, the fact that he um, was yelling at her, "You were supposed to burn the box. You were supposed to do all this." Stuff. Oh, I'm that like, was okay. okay. That followed uh, up with, with okay. For, so here's something to do. How was that room so clean right. for a room that hasn't been touched in seven years? <laughs> there was no dust. That no. camera, ca- that camcorder started up like it had just been charged. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking too. It's like, oh, no I was like, I can't even that? get a phone to work two days later after keeping up the plug. <laughs> How the fuck does this work? I'm just saying, it was a little convenient. Yeah. It was. Like coming back to Marco, like no one, like didn't she just twist the puzzle and open up? Yep. yep. She's like, here you go. Someone's like, man, I should have tried that. <laughs> it doesn't like, even like they couldn't get anybody who was good, who was like a savant at puzzles to All do right. that. Give me a guy that can do a Rubik's cube real yeah. quick. <laughs> I figured this out. <laughs> he would have been like, oh, you just hit a button here. They'd have been like, oh shit, that's it. I know. Wow. I find it like just we're not good at puzzles. <laughs> yeah, just very disappointing, and I'm. So cheesy that that's all it really took to do it. It was like you have all, like I said before, you have all these geniuses in the world that apparently were looking at it. I would assume were looking at it, and nobody. So they had the out. money to pay for these geniuses to come by. Oh, the, apparently the Croft family is like the richest uh, conglomerate or something, yeah. a company in like the planet. Right? It's like the Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, yeah, they're like the Waynes of the world, yeah. or the uh, like Luke uh, Iron, Iron Fist is kind of company. Mm-hmm. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah, I did like the twist I was talking about was when they go and finally go into the tomb and um, they they open up the tomb and see the lady and they talk about all this mythos about she's death and everything she touches dies and all this stuff. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no, she has an infection. That's how everybody's dying. She sacrifices. I was like, oh, that's a one way to try to ground this story. I see where you guys did there. Because in the video game, she actually is real. Yeah, and the game just killed it. No, I I liked it. I liked the grounding because to be honest, the whole magic thing and everything that that she was like a fucking mummy witch, whatever. Yeah. I guess. that was putting me to fucking sleep. But I was like, they oh were they still turned into fucking zombies. Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, they explain it, it's a disease, and to, to, for the people back then, they would look at this as something supernatural and no, as her being yeah. witch. So I like that. I really like that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that works. Because yeah. if it would have been like. Like the video game, like a real yeah. The video game's a lot more magic infused. If it makes sense, that makes it more fun to play. Yeah, yeah, it does make it cool, especially the last sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the freaking you were talking about Lou Ren, right? So, oh, I got something to say. Yeah, my my issue is is that he okay, fine, whatever. You you manage to get him to convince him to come (laughs) over there for five thousand bucks for some reason, and then he goes and risks his life, loses his boat. Now he's on the ship, gets captured, finds out his dad's dead, and then. He's all of a sudden the savior of the people. He's because, a fucking freedom fighter. My dad uh, sacrificed you guys, and now we look to you to lead us. And you talking about when all the Filipinos like him? <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. Just like <laughs> what the hell? How, I'm not leaving without Laura. How about this? How about when he's like, I'm going back for Laura. Uh, did that take seven hours? Because you yeah, never made it. He never, he never made, made it. it. Like they were. He's it wasn't still that far looking away. from a distance at the mountain, and he's like, "We're almost there." And then I don't yeah. know, she's like, "Let's get out of here." I was like, Wait. "Meanwhile, it took Laura and the goons like five <laughs> no minutes time to, to get there." there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. that like, I mean, he seemed like he could lore. have been a good character. It just seemed weird. Personally, I feel like there that. were like too many white people in here, guys. Had <laughs> to change it up. <laughs> and guys, I'm half Asian, so just let it go. <laughs> but they were like, we got to add a little more color in this movie. Yeah. And not just tans. Give him, give him a story, even if it's shitty. Yeah. It was a super stretch. I plot. think they were they were trying to reach for a story with like 
like about his father yeah. and her father. You know I mean, oh, it's about fathers but and relationships. No, yeah. never mentioned terrible that, yeah. connection. Dude. That relationship was never mentioned by the by her dad. Okay, so one last thing I want to say here is okay. Two things. Did you guys actually want to see a sequel to this? Yes. I wouldn't would mind seeing one. You, you know, with a different director, yeah. I would mind yeah. seeing a sequel with this and clean up the writing. I'd give it a shot, but same I mean, way. if it's going to be the same team, the same production team doing it, then no. Nah. No. And uh, here's something. Do you think they should continue to make movies based on video games here? Just a quick thought. Because I'm, I'm going to let you know right now, I, no video mm. game based, a movie based on a video game has ever gotten a quote unquote fresh score from Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, hey, hey, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely based on the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking Mortal Kombat. I'm talking Street Fighter. I'm talking Prince of Persia. The Chung Lee Chronicles. Assassin's Creed, yeah. Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry. Who is uh? That's Alicia Vikander's husband, Michael Fassbender. Uh, I'll say this. I think they should put this on pause. No pun intended. Um, Oh, I like that. (laughs) And come back to it until they're able to to find a way to translate these video games onto film in a in a convincing way that actually is successful because they're they're fucking failing left and right. Like you're saying, all those movies you mentioned, James. I disagree. They just don't get the right people. I think I actually disagree. Um, I think especially like a film like this that is going to do moderately well. I mean, let's face it, Black Panther's still number one in the box office for a reason. Five weeks in a row, you know, like you're not going to beat anything. But um, I think that you should be able to build on this. Don't don't sit on it for four or five years. Get a good team of writers in there. You already have a base. You gotten that out of the way. Let's build a brand new story around this character. It could be. A, I don't think film. it should be based on the on. second game because no, that'd be weird. There shouldn't point. be any game. It just should build be a story, story. for her. Yeah. yeah, and just move on with the character now. And you could do something good. You can get something like uh, in the style of like a James Bond movie or go Mission Impossible kind of action-y she, kind of thing. Yeah. You know Alicia Vikander can act. She's, yeah. a, she's an Academy Award winning actress, dude. Oh, yeah. So Does she, they she's should just move actress. on and get get momentum for this next film yeah. and really make it you know, something. I, I, yeah. And I, I don't mean get it right by like make it a huge blockbuster or something, but at least make it a success. Yeah. Make it – give us a – Fucking 60, 70% score on Rotten Tomatoes. I like, think they need somebody that has played these games, is yeah. a fan of these games, that loves these games. Yes. So, for instance, we, you know, there's there's been a lot of movies that tried to to get into it and it just doesn't work. Like Bioshock movie got shot down. Um, I know Uncharted, Uncharted they're trying to work on it. The, the guy that did The Last King Kong's working yeah. on it. No, he's doing the Metal Gear one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he's a huge fan of Metal Gear. Mm -hmm. He's a huge... Robert Vogt is a huge fan, so I'm actually looking forward to that. All right. But do we need a Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out like it is? No, I don't. They're still moving forward with that? Watch it be a box office success. I know. Watch watch it like fucking dope. I think they need to... They can do it based on it, but I don't think they should be based on the game. Make original stories. I think it's time to go original. I know the Uncharted movie is supposed to be original. Which I think is smart at this point. Don't try to copy the game. At, at the same time, they tried that with Resident Evil, and that failed. Did it? It's they actually the seven highest, sequels, six sequels, highest grossing one out of all of them. Yeah, none of them are fresh, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it is the most successful out of any of them. They spawned a lot of franchises. They cost didn't cost too much money, and they made uh, internationally too ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's financial. And James success. has it's not seen a claim, every single one of no, them. No, no, I'm just talking. If it makes some money, that's all they care about, dude. Yeah. So Jesus, I have <laughs> seen all of this. Yes, you have, Bill. It's a dark time back in the mid two thousands, bro. You know? I fell asleep to two of those films with him, just because they're trash. Yeah, <sighs> we can. That can be. That's a whole, a whole different debate. Yeah, there's no extensions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, guys, uh, that is our review of Tomb Raider. Once again, guys, and uh, that's the end of the pod, by the way. Thank you for <laughs> listening to us. Uh, once again, thanks for our feedback, our response reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can find us here. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviepalspod or tweet at us at moviepalspod. Again, as James said, give us feedback and give us recommendations, uh, shows, movies that you guys want us to review or comment on. Just let us know. We're more than open to listen to you guys. Yeah, we're probably going to even implement a new thing, a new kind of segment on the uh, somebody that contacted the bill. Let them know about it. So something we'll be looking forward to in the future. Uh, stay tuned for our next pod as well when we will be reviewing the new Steven Spielberg film, Ready Player One. Yes. And we have all seen the book. Yeah. In case anybody book. on Facebook wants to verify. You guys should read this book. Yeah. Highly recommended. I know it's a side topic. We don't talk about books, but pretty damn good book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just listen to the audiobook. That's pretty damn good, too. That's what I did in a bill. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, guys, this is James, Marco, and Abil. Until next time, have a great one.